I want to talk about charting your course. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Charting your course. Amen. Charting your course. Charting your course. Hallelujah. What does it mean to chart your course? To top your course? Hallelujah. You're designing and framing your course. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11 verse, the third verse. Hebrews 11, the third verse. Hebrews. Thank you, precious Lord. Someone there? Uh-huh. Read it out for us. Praise the Lord. It says, through faith we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen did not come from things which do appear. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, the word worlds there is the Greek word, comes from the Greek word aeon. Praise the Lord. And aeon, aeon, which is A-I-O-N. Aeon means uh, an age. Praise the Lord. It is an age. It is a time. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. It is, like you would say, the days of. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, um, he says, um, through faith we understand that the aeons, the times, the times of who? Now, he's not talking of the creation of the universe here. That, however much, still, The universe was created by the word of God. Are you with me? But he's talking of a certain time. Hallelujah. He's talking of the days of our forefathers. Verse 2. Can we read verse 2? You get it? So he's talking about the elders. Hallelujah. That is our forefathers. He says, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. How did they do it? He says, by faith. Hallelujah. And then he says, through faith, we understand that the worlds, their time, their age was framed by the word of God. Hallelujah. Such that the things which do appear did not come from that which is visible. Are we together? So what is he saying? He says the report, this good report that was, that they obtained, a good report does appear. Isn't it so? He says everything you hear about them, of their time, did not come from what you see, what does appear. It came from that which does not appear. Are we together? It says they framed their time. The word frame is the Greek word. Uh-huh. You remember it? Katatizo. Praise the Lord. 
katatizo, which means to design. Amen? It, it's to repair, to completely fix. Amen? Katatizo is to completely fix. You are putting together. Hallelujah. He says, through faith we understand that they are aeon, the aeons of our time, of the time, the times of the earth, of our forefathers, of the elders, were designed, were repaired, were completely fixed by the word. Are you with me? In such a way that their time, that which was seen concerning them, did not come from what is seen. It came from the words they used to frame their time. Are we together? Praise the Lord. So, by faith they were able to design their times. Are you with me? Now, when we're talking about Aeon, we're talking about the days of somebody. Are you with me? In a day and an age. Are we together? Praise the Lord. So, so that you would say, in my time. That is, your frame, your, 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 uh, 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 um, in your days. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Your time, your age. Glory to God. Now, when we're talking about our times, our times, you get it? That is our aeon. In our times, like you've had, our times, what is he talking about? When we say our times, we're not talking of the clock. Our times, we're talking about uh, the days we are living in and the activities that define these days. The different things put together to define a time. Are you with me? Now, they call this age, you remember? They call it what? This time we're in. Oh, this, oh. <laughs> this, this generation, they call it what? Millennium. No, 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 not the spiritual bit. Information age. Some call it the information age. Now they talk about the young generation as the dot com age. Are you with me? What does that mean? It means there is now in a time, there is something that has stood out to even define a generation. So, so that the age we are in is called the information age because of something that is happening in the times. Are you with me? Now, that is the aeon. Now, the Bible says that through faith we understand that the times of the elders were framed by the word of God. Such that the things which do appear did not come from that which is visible. Are you with me? In the same way as you hear that this is an information age. That is something that is standing out to define our aeon. Now he's telling you that you don't need anybody else to define your times. You can use the word of God to frame your age. Are you with me? So that they say his days were days of power. Why are they saying his days were days of power? Because that's what you defined. You framed your times in a certain way. Are you with me? 
Let me tell you something. If you do not take charge of your times, let me tell you something. It's already in the times, in the hands of someone evil. Are you with me? If you don't take, why? Because the world in its system, that is the system that governs the operations of events in this time, are we together? Uh, 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 you know, in the earth plans, is in a corrupt state. So if you don't take charge, you will operate in the negative. Events will happen with you and to you in a negative way. Well, because the, by default it operates that way. So what does it, what are you supposed to do? Now he's telling you. He says, now you must stand up and take charge of your aeon. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Take charge of your time. He's showing us the example of our elders. He says that through faith, we understand that the aeon, their aeon was framed by the word of God. Framed, it was designed. Are you with me? That is a possibility. The Bible says, the Bible says that the scriptures were written for our inspiration. Are you with me? For our example. Are you with me? So what happens? Now, this is an example. Why is he giving you this example? That you may know what to do in your time. Are you with me? Remember in Hebrews chapter 12, he says that we are encompassed. In verse 1, he says we are surrounded by a cloud of many witnesses. Now, the elders that obtained a good report are the ones witnessing your times. They have all gathered up to look at what you do with your time. Are you with me? They when they arrest the what? The baton is now in your hands. It's your time now. What are you going to do? Now God shows us, shows us that if these guys did it by faith, you can do the same. The scriptures are clear. He says through faith they we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God. He has shown us that they used the word to frame the world. Now we're together. They used the word to frame their times. What does that mean? It means you can use the word to frame your time. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You can use the word to frame your time. The thing is this. What are you going to do about your time? What's your report? What will be spoken of your days? Would they define your times as the days in which evil prevailed? They say, ah, those guys, in their times, wickedness. Through faith, we understand that their times were designed by the word of God. Now understand something. We, we are in this world, but not of this world. What does that mean? It means we are not of this system. I define my world. My world can be different from your world. World, aeon, is different from the cosmos. <laughs> are you with me? From where we are located. 
we can be located that we are walking on the same plane but in different states. Are you with me? So, our worlds are not the same. Are you with me? Isn't it? Can, don't you hear it? You find in a place and people are complaining of poverty, of lack of money, while another guy is building a petrol station. Are you saying they are living in the same same world? No way. Well, because if they were living in the same, they would be complaining together. But God says, <laughs> the Bible says, that God is the God of both the rich and the poor. You just choose which category you belong to. But whatever you have chosen is still your God. So you don't have to say, no, he's not, he's not the God of the poor. No, he's the God of the poor and God, God of the rich. <laughs> Why then should there be poor and then rich if he's the same God? It's not decided by him. What you become is not decided by him. He has a plan and he has already accomplished it and put it before you. What you do concerning that plan is up to you. But whatever you have chosen, he says, I'm for you and with you. Till the end. So you can decide to suffer and he's with you in your suffering till you, till the end. Until the suffering has taken you and he will receive you. And he says, yeah. <laughs> Are we together? He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But you can be in a forsaken state and he's still with you in the forsaken state. He has not left you. It doesn't matter whether you say, you have forgotten me and what. In your communication, he's still with you. And he will ensure that your words become what you say. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He has not left you. It is so so what do you do? You can choose to cry like everybody else, or you can choose to help yourself. If God is the God both of the rich and the poor, why should I choose the poor part? He's the God of the rich. He's my God. Amen. I'm talking about charting your course. Isaiah. Let's go in Isaiah. Praise the Lord. And see how to chart your course. How to frame, to design, to repair your walls. Hallelujah. Isaiah. Isaiah chapter, chapter 59 verse 21. I remember reading this scripture years ago. And I said, oh wow. You know, I was just opening my Bible reading and I found it. I was like, oh, glory to God. I had never heard someone speak. I had never heard someone speak from it. But I had heard about the power of confession. And this scripture was like, oh, this is it. It's not a part-time job. I need forever. Are you, are you there? Are we there? He says, as for me, says the Lord, 
This is my covenant with them. My spirit who is upon you and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth nor from the mouth of your descendants. Nor from the mouth of your descendants of your descendants descendants says the Lord from this time and forevermore. Did you see that? So he's saying from this time I've made a covenant and this covenant is for talkers. It does not end with you. It will go to your children and your children's children forevermore. What does that mean? It means this word that I've put in your mouth. It says it's not supposed to go out of your mouth. What does that mean? It means you're supposed to be talking it. And your children are brought up in the same way of talking the word. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Second uh, Corinthians chapter chapter 4, verse 13. Let's go there faster. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Are we there? What does it say? Mm-hmm. You get it? We have in the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I have believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Some spirit of faith with the elders. Praise the Lord. With the elders. We are having the same spirit of faith as it is, it is written. I have believed and therefore have I spoken. We likewise do the same. What do we do? We believe and therefore we confess. What happens when we talk? The elders obtained a good report. How did they do it? They chat and designed their times. How did they do it? Through talking. They believed and confessed. Well, because it's the spirit of faith. That is the spirit of faith expressed. Are you with me? It believes and confesses what it has believed. That is the spirit of faith. And whatsoever you speak is established. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus speaks in Matthew. Matthew. Matthew 12. Glory to God. Matthew 12 verse 36. Matthew 12 verse 36. Are we there? He says, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Verse 37. Did you hear that? He says, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account of it on the day of judgment. What does that mean? It means your words. Your words carry something. You cannot think you're going to talk and go out and away without receiving what you are speaking. He says you will give account of every idle empty word. That you're speaking. When I read that, 
I said, ah, this talking thing is serious. Are you with me? It's serious. He says, every idol word. What is an idol word? Those words that have meaning, that do not have a meaning. Those words that are inconsistent with what God speaks. Praise the Lord Jesus. And you're talking. He says you will give account for your talk. So what are you talking? Some people are just talking because they have a mouth. They think their mouth was given to them to just talk anyhow. The Bible says, he says, by your words you shall be justified and by your words you shall be condemned. Don't talk things you do not mean. Are you with me? Don't talk things. I remember this is the time. Years ago, it's when I discovered this and I began watching over my words. You see, sometimes people just talk. Why? Because they looked or they felt and so they talk. We don't do that. The question is this. The Bible says, uh, uh, the Bible speaks and says, it says that, um, it says, let your words be seasoned with grace that they may edify them that hear them. You see, even as you're talking to people, don't just talk. You get it? Don't just talk. In This is how many times we tag and hide in. This is, no, I'm expressing what I feel. How does what you feel lift him that hears you? You see, there is a place of selfishness where you just think about you. As long as I'm happy, that is okay. It's, it's, it's a very low level of living. We don't just talk. He that hears your words should be lifted by your words. Why? Because your words carry power. Are you with me? Carry power and you are a blessing to your world. How are you a blessing to your world? It's not by saying I'm a blessing. Or by thinking or what. No, when you speak, your words lift those that hear you. They lift, they don't leave them on the same level. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. But now, with your future, he says, what you speak is what justifies you and what you speak is what condemns you. What does that mean? Either way, you do not go, you don't go away with it. Whether negative or positive, you are justified or condemned by your words. Let me tell you something. Words build us and words break us. Words make us healthy and words bring sickness. Words make, bring happiness and words bring sadness. Words lift, words pull down. The question is, what are you using your words to do? Are you with me? Let me tell you something. I remember years ago, I heard my man of God say something, and he changed me forever. He said, <laughs> excuse me, he said something. He said, you are a sum total of your words. He says, where you are, whatever is happening with you, right where you are, is a sum total of the words you have spoken through the years. So now you are 
your words put on flesh. So if you're in a state and you are very joyful and what, you know, you are a sum total of the words you have spoken through the years. Now when you find yourself in a lot of doubt, fear, and what, you are a sum total of the words you have spoken through the time. Someone says, no, but I've not been speaking. It's not what you have been speaking lately. It's what you spoke all through the years. What you are speaking lately is changing your tomorrow. But you today is a manifestation of what you spoke. This is why my father said it, and I say it. If the future, and if the situation you're in does not inspire you, change it. So if where you are, you do not like it, change what you're talking. Begin to, someone, someone's, and this is where people miss it from. They say, huh? But I spoke and things are not happening. Huh? Now why is the negative, why does the negative happen first? And then the positive takes a long time. It's because through the years we have been speaking negative. (laughs) The positive you have just picked it now. So you must recover your time. Repair your days. Why? Because if you don't, they are already in a, a wrong state. So what do you do? Catatizo. Repair. Amend. Praise the Lord Jesus. Mend your days. Glory to God. I live in the light. I walk in the light. Things are well with me. My world is under my power. Is under my dominion. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Are you with me? Now you see, it is very important. Let me tell you, don't despise the power of words. Don't despise it. Praise the Lord. Yesterday I was here in the evening and then uh, Carol Transcender called me. She had gone for a burial of one of our paternal what? auntie. And then what happens is they got an accident, a terrible accident, and uh, three people died. They were all from the same family. Three people died, and others were intensely, you know, they were, they were badly injured and what. But with her, she did not, the only thing she was having was some pain in the leg. Her leg was non-touched. And what? But on Wednesday, after service, as I was complete, uh, completing in the prophecies and prayer I was making, one of the things we rejected was death. If she was not in that car, there would be nobody who would have been spared. The word was spoken to us at the beginning. This is why I encourage you to be part of the global communion service. Why? Because that's when we receive a prophetic word that drives us all through the, the month. Let me tell you something. The Bible tells us not to despise prophecy. Don't despise prophecy. It has the ability to direct your path. Why? Because now you know 
what is going to happen with you. That's what prophecy does. It reveals the end. Are you with me? It shows you where you're heading. So that means the journey becomes better through prophecy. The man of God said, in this month, it's a month of ministry. We're doing what we're supposed to be doing for the Lord. Are you with me? And he says, in this month, you're going to preserve lives. You're going to be a shield. You will reserve and preserve lives. You'll be a protector. That's what, she, that's what he said. And I take that serious. Praise the Lord Jesus. So what happened? Still in this time and season, that's what we are. That's what we are. See you through what God has spoken and begin to talk the same thing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm set on the course I must follow. In the name of Jesus. And there is no darkness in my future. Are you with me? Let me tell you. I told you something. The word you're speaking, the Bible says the tongue, though it be the little member of the body, it has the power to put the entire body on flame. Your tongue. Proverbs 18, 21, it says, Life and death are in the power of your tongue. And they that love it shall eat of the fruits thereof. Are you with me? So what are you doing with your tongue? Are you communicating defeat, death, weakness, failure? What are you talking? I learned it way back. And I stopped talking what I felt. I talked what I wanted to feel. One time someone asked Smith Wigglesworth, he says, how are you feeling? He says, you don't ask Smith what he's feeling. You ask him, what do you want to feel? Well, because it doesn't matter what you feel. What matters is what do you want to feel? 